Kaboom. Here we are, officially live. Yay. Yay. So uh, we got to chit chat for a few minutes. Um, you know, really good stuff that we came through. A little technical error there. But uh, so we'll have to revisit some of it because I do, I do want to chat about some of those things um, on here. That's why it's always hard because I want to engage with people when they walk in, but I also don't want to waste all the good stuff, you know, because right. you're going to get it recorded. So, uh, so my name is Mike Mills. Um, this is the uh, Texas Real Estate and Finance Podcast. And um, I'm uh, with Verity Mortgage, lender here in Dallas-Fort Worth, based out of Mansfield. And I have with me today, Cassie Spears. Um, she is a uh, broker. Uh, realtor, property manager, um, jack of all things, you know, uh, in Burleson. Yes. Um, well, that's where you're based, at mm -hmm. least. Yes. Um, obviously, you do all over Texas. But um, so, you know, I do want to say before we get started that um, we're in a place right now in a market where, you know, things are a little slower than, well, they're quite a bit slower than they have been for the last couple of years. So I would tell anybody that would be watching or paying attention that if you are looking for an agent and um, these days, you want to come and use someone who's professional. You want to have somebody that's been in the business for a long time, especially as sellers these days, because there are the market has shifted and changed so much that um, you know your aunt or your your nephew that uh, just got into real estate a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, probably not the best source to be able to navigate this thing right now. So. If you're in Burleson or anywhere around town and you are looking for an agent, I encourage you to reach out to Cassie. I think she'd do a great job for you, obviously. But so let's get started with, um, I wanted to, I, we said that you're, you were born and raised in Burleson? Mm -hmm. Okay. Right there at Hughley Hospital. Can't be more Hughley from there. Hospital. <laughs> yes. My mom actually worked there a um, long time ago. Uh, but so it's rare that you come across people very often that literally born, raised, you went to Burleson High School. Yep. Um and graduated from there and then started real estate pretty much right out of the chute. Yep. Right. So you started taking real estate classes in high school. Yes. So tell weekend. me about that. So I knew that I wasn't going to go to college. There wasn't funds there for me to go to college. And so I just started looking at professions that you could make a good living and not go to college. And uh -huh. real estate was like second on the list. And what was so, number one? I can't remember. Somebody asked me that not too long ago. I think it was like, a CPA or something like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah I guess you can and get like a, certified. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a certified. It's right, not right, a college. Right, right. I mean, you still got to get licensed for an agent. You just don't have yeah, to go to like four thing. year school. Yeah. yeah. So I, um, you know, when I went online and looked that up and then I got the phone book out because, you know, this was in 2001 <laughs> and I found the if anybody doesn't know what a phone book is <laughs> used to, um, yes. they would deliver this book to your house yep. that had everybody's phone number in it yep. and uh, you'd get one every quarter or something like that. Mm -hmm. So yes, yep. those are the days. Yeah. Those are the days. So I found a real estate school and I called them and I got all of the prices for the classes and I signed myself up, yeah. paid for it myself, um, paid for half of it myself. Mm -hmm. And I took my first class on the weekend and on Monday I realized I had no idea. I passed the class because they basically give you the answers, you know, as you're right. taking it. <laughs> right. So, but I had no idea. I didn't know what a mortgage was. I yeah. didn't know what any of that stuff was. So yeah. I actually, I actually got in my car on that Monday after school and drove to the Remax office and okay. just walked right in. And I was like, Hey, who owns this place? And they're like, Oh, Sue's just drunk. And I was like, okay, can I talk to her? And they're like, do you have an appointment? And I'm like, no, but I need to talk to her right now. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well, let me see. And so I went upstairs and I, I you know, talked to her. And I was like, Hey, I just start started real estate school, but I know nothing about it. So is there any way you can give me a job and I can work at it like right now? And she was like, kind of like, 
thrown off. And she was like, what kind of hours? And I was like, well, I can work, you know, from three until you close, you know, Monday through Friday. And then every other weekend, because it was every other weekend for real estate school. And so she hired me like on the spot because the day before that, her receptionist came to her and said, hey, I need to get off at three o'clock from now on. Like I can't work a full schedule anymore. Timing Um, was perfect. It was literally like meant to be. Oh, wow. So, I mean, I started the very next Tuesday and I just started doing office help. I, um, the MLS was a DOS system. So you had to like, yeah. DOS. What year did you graduate? 2001. Okay. Okay. So you're not that far behind. So they were just going, they were just going into Netris. Netris was a new thing and nobody in the office wanted to learn it. Right. So I was like, so I started learning the DOS system and I was like, we all getting listings by fax back then too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Everything was by fax. Yes. And so I just learned how to do the ins and outs. And by doing that, you know, I learned a lot of terminology and Mm -hmm. things like that and learned a lot of bad habits that I was watching agents do and things like that. So you got to observe for a little while. I did. I observed for almost six months. And so then I finished all my classes, graduated high school, Two weeks later, took the test, passed it. And then I was like, okay, now what? And then Sue's like, I don't want you to be an agent. I want you to come be my assistant. So I was her assistant for a full year. And then after a full year of working nine to nine, because she's a hustler and worked all the time, I was like, this is cool. And I made you know a good amount of money mm-hmm. in those that year. Especially as an 18-year-old. Yes. Is that yeah. Eight, yeah, as I was 19 by then, I made um, like $75,000 my first yeah. six months. Hell yeah. And back then, that was probably like a hundred. That was a lot. Of, yes, was that was a lot of money back Believe then. Me, that was my first lesson in taxes, too, yeah. was that year, too. So, oh, was it all 1099? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Commission, uh, yeah. And she didn't kind of prep you for no, that necessarily? No. no. You, again, I mean, she was a great hey. mentor, but sometimes, you know, it's really important to learn what doesn't work for people. You got to learn make mistakes. from their mistakes. Yep. And, you know, as, so I set myself up from the beginning to, you know, set money aside for taxes and things like that. And then after that year, I was like, I can do this on my own. So then I went out on my own and been doing this ever since. Wow. So you definitely had hustle out of the gate. I did. Like that seemed like that was something that was ingrained in your DNA. It was. Right. Maybe the hustler by not having a choice, you know, there wasn't any money like laying around like Cassie can go try things out. It was, I needed to pay for things. I, I even, the funny story is once I found out that there was a real estate group that gave college scholarships, I petitioned for the scholarship and I got half my real estate school paid Paid by the Burleson area tour group. Wow. (laughs) And I had to stand in front of all the, you know, a room full of people and give this like essay about why I think that they should pick me, even though I wasn't going to college and they did. And I was, so I only ended up paying for half of my real estate school, which was kind of cool. Were either one of your parents like real, um, I guess the word, not, not aggressive, but just, uh, just go getters. I mean, is that, is no, I don't, no? I mean, kind of, I mean, um, they both had work ethics So uh-huh. they both worked and they, you know, we struggled, they worked hard. we struggled our whole lives growing up. So I knew that I didn't want to live that same lifestyle. Right. So I wanted to have something different. So I think again, it was just more out of necessity than yeah. anything. And then, um, I met my husband, you know, when I was 19 and, He's eight years older than me, so <laughs> so I was a 19-year-old dating a 28-year-old, hey, and um, but I wasn't an average 19-year-old. Right. I'd already been, you know, selling. Oh, you estate. were working yeah, and you very was, mature. Yes, you, yes, very much so. So you know, moved out right away, mm-hmm. and you know, been supporting myself ever since. Then well, just to health. go into an office and you know, more or less 
I mean, I would say you demanded a job, but you certainly, I did. Uh, I, did. I mean, yeah. I just was like, Hey, I need a job. And, and literally that was the first, um, that was the first office that I found it was yeah. very visible red tin roof. Like mm -hmm. I just pulled in the parking lot and I was like, if this one didn't work, I was going to go to century 21. If that didn't work, I was going to go to somebody that they were going to, right. Hire somebody was going to hire yeah. you that day. Yeah, like there wasn't going to be an option yeah. to not and do that. Was, I mean, it was just like, she's like, I've never done this before, but I feel like this was fate. And you know, like I said. so you met your husband, Tim, mm -hmm. right. When you were 19. Yes. And uh, was he, how long did it take before you guys decided to do real estate at the same time? So our journey is a little different because, so he, I was licensed in 2001. He got his license in 2003 okay. and we worked together until 2005 right into 2006. Gotcha. And I saw, I was studying the market at that time and I saw that, you know, we were about to go into, you know, some trying times yep. and banks were pulling back on funding. They were yep. letting go of people kind of like what not similar to what's happening now, really, really similar yeah. to what's happening now. So he went and got a job. And so he was the director of operations for the Fort Worth convention center for 12 years. Okay. And then, um, I kept on, I was looking for kind of a director of operations for my team. And mm -hmm. I wrote out this this whole like job description of who I would want. And we went on a cruise and like, whenever we were on that cruise, I spent seven days convincing him to quit his job. And I was just like, the person that I want to hire is you. Like everybody right. on this list is you yeah. and it doesn't cost me anything. You know, we'll right. lose your salary. And he, you know, he was making six figures. It was a great job for him, but yeah. um, it was just a job. There was nowhere else to go you yeah. know, from there. Yeah. So he didn't have a lot of upward mobility with yeah, it. So yeah. he came back and put in his notice and put his license back active. And then you and got then to be his boss. And for a little bit. So that worked out for a year. And then I, when we were at Kelly Williams, they kind of snaked him to be the team leader, uh, which is probably the most thankless job that there is in real estate being a team leader of an yeah. office, yeah. like a whole office, not yeah. a team leader of a team. Yeah. So he did that until I talked to him again into <laughs> quitting and coming back. So he's been back. Wait, so me. he was with you. Yes. And then he left your team and went to be the team leader of our office. Oh, yes. of your office. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. So I yeah. thought maybe he like went to another. No, okay. it, was, it was, that's where we were at. I was it like, was, wow, you're having to like, yeah, <laughs> no. And he, he just, you know, he felt a calling to leadership and then he realized, you know, I was like, you can lead, you can lead on my team, but you know, my team's very small. So it's not, I never have any desire to have a big team. Yeah. Like, I want to keep it tight. I want to have a team of everybody making a lot of money right. instead of a couple of people making a lot right. of money. You want to spread the wealth a little bit spread instead of keep, yeah. keep it in there. Yeah. So when you put your team together, um, how did that, how did that come about? So like, I've, it's, I've had different kind of variations. The first time I formed a team, it was a group. It was just, you know, putting people together that, you know, we weren't forming in unison. And so when I realized that wasn't working, it kind of worked itself out where, you know, they either got out of business or, you know, didn't, did it on their own or so whenever I went to build my team, right. So what I did was four years ago, I signed up for a coaching program mm -hmm. and What's I, which coaching program? Krista Mayshore. Okay. And, um, so when I signed up for that coaching program, I really realized that I didn't, I wasn't attracting people the way that I wanted to attract people. So I kind of scrubbed it. And so I hired, um, Taylor, who's mm -hmm. my assistant now. Yep. So she's been with me for almost four years. And so for the first year of that coaching program, I just worked on myself. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to work on how I can be the right leader so that I attract the right people so that they want to stay, they want to work, you yeah. know, they, so I did that for a year, worked really hard on myself, my mindset. Like, I mean, I worked really hard on my mindset. There's a lot of like negative factors in this industry. And so a lot of negative voices and things like that. You know, I think, I think part of the problem is, is that, um, everybody has this, uh, it's like a scarcity thing where, where you're terrified that someone else is going to take your business or yes. your deal. And, 
And it is the same thing. Lending's the same way, and and in real estate, it's the same. Realtor is the same deal. Where you, you know, instead of sharing, hey, this is what I do, and this is how I do it, and that kind of thing. Everybody keeps everything really close to the vest because they're terrified that someone's yep. going to take their their stuff. And and one of the things, you know, we'll get into this in a minute, but you know, with with all the stuff that you do on social media, you know, I wanted to ask you kind of where you came about and how you got to that point. And, you know, there have been some that are hesitant about talking about it because, well, it's like, well, I don't want to share all my secrets. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. It's one thing to know what to do. It's a whole other thing do to it. do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And and you can tell people all day long different ways to go about, you know, I had a conversation with a colleague of mine the other day and he was like, well, what are you doing these days? You know, with the market shifting, whatever. And I said, look, I'm not doing anything that's rocket science. Okay. Right. You're not doing, you know how to do all of these things. There, there's nothing, there's no new way to invent the wheel. There's no shortcut. It's grinding. It's working. It's getting in front of people. It's, you know, putting yourself out there. That's what you have to do every day. 100%. And there is no way to get around that. So instead of searching for a way to, you know, shortcut, just, just do the work. Mm-hmm. But that's why you can, you could tell people, I'll tell you how to make a million dollars and you could tell them and, I have a hundred people. One person might actually go about yeah. doing it, right? If that, yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's definitely something where I think that you know what uh, in our industry as a whole, because everybody's terrified of losing their business, mm-hmm. um, it's a very defensive strategy instead of offensive. Yep. And instead of dwelling on the stuff that you missed out on, because maybe you know, I'm sure you've lost out on listings. I'm sure buyers have left. I mean, you know, I'm sure you're not batting a thousand. <laughs> um, but uh, when that happens, you just got to move on, yep. right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's a you, transaction. I mean, it's a business arrangement. You got to take yourself and your feelings out of it. Yeah. Have you said, do you say that you've developed some thick skin over the years? Oh yeah. Yeah. Being a property manager, you have to have the thickest skin. So, okay. So that's a good point. So you got into property management as well. Yes. Um, and when did you, uh, or what was the, what was the impetus of that? Like, why did you decide to get into property management? So um, I had been studying the market and I knew that the crash was coming. I actually okay. started it in 2005 and it was out of necessity. It's like, how do I get my real estate dues paid? How do I, because yeah. I was at Remax 100%, so I had a desk fee. How do I get that paid? And it just like, was like, just grabbing, you know, properties each one at a time until, you know, I got to a point where it was like, okay, this is a sustainable business. Yeah. And um, then just grew it from there. Um, it's a good source of listings for me mm-hmm. because those people already know, like, and trust me. So when it comes time to sell, I mean, I usually sell um, 10 to 15 of my rentals every single year, like clockwork. Well, that was the thing that amazed me that you told me in the beginning was because, you know, I joke with, I have some buddies of mine that sell insurance mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I give them a hard time. It was like, well, you're, you you, your policies renew every yeah. year. So once you get to a certain level of business, you can kind of go on autopilot. Now you're going to have some fall off and right. you got to add back to it. So it's not like you don't work, but, but at the same time, there's not as much stress as to, you know, you kind of have a pretty good idea of how much money you're going to make that year. Oh, right. Yeah. You're not lost. Whereas for us, we're always back to zero yeah. every single month. Yeah. And so if you have a portfolio of 300 properties that you're managing, and you know a certain percentage of those are going to turn over between investors every year and you're going to list them, mm-hmm. then there's built-in business for you every yes. single year, right? And back in the day, you know, when the, before the market was so hot, um, a lot of times there would be an active tenant in there and things like that. So they wouldn't want to go on the market. Yeah. So then I would find, you know, one of my investors would want to sell for some reason or another. And so I would get another investor to come in and buy that property. One, so I could keep managing it and two, so I'd get a sell out of it. So, yeah. I mean, I have... D- so many houses that I've sold multiple times that I've managed for multiple people. Like just, I mean, it's been a great business for me. Well, and it, it, a lot of times it just comes down 
to work, yep. right? You just have to work. Yeah, you, and you do. And the thing about it is, is each one of those investors thinks that their properties are the most important. Right. So, you know, I might not talk to every one of them every single month, but I have to be available to talk to them. Right yeah. now, I'm, I manage for 135 investors. Now, do you handle a lot of that yourself or do you have some of your team? So like, does I Tim do, deal with I it? Handle, so what ta Tim, Taylor's your sister, right? Yeah, Taylor came in. Um, she does. So how it works for us is any of my investors that I had before Tim, mm -hmm. I have the 100% relationship. Any investors that it came in since then, Tim has the relationship gotcha. with so that we can kind of divide the work up. Taylor's job is she um, she's the transaction coordinator, but she also um, prepares all the lease agreements. She communicates with the tenants. I mean, we have such a smooth, seamless in move in process that yeah. that's a system. My son, Lex, he handles um, all the bank running, all of the sign placement. He takes pictures for them and um, he's just learning that role. So right. my, my my future plan is for him to just take that business over completely and yeah. be me of that business. Hey, it's a pretty good deal, Lex. Yeah. It's good. Good. You got a little built in, uh, built in job right out of the yeah. gate. That's pretty uh -huh. solid. And he's seen me work and he knows like he's seen me at the water park with my yeah. phone and a Ziploc baggie, you know, yeah. working on repair requests <laughs> and, you know, dealing with that. So yeah. he's seen me and he understands that it's not just, you know, nine to five. So, yeah, yeah. It just, you don't collect your check and go. Yeah. Now we have a way more seamless process. They don't even have my cell phone number anymore. Mm -hmm. Everything is online through a portal and things like that. So I'm a systems and process person. You can't yes. do what I do and not have no really solid there's systems. no way to do that there's no way to do it yeah. so um i mean a lot of it runs you know most of it all runs very very smooth but it's years and years of putting in the work trials and tribulations there's a guy um i read a book recently um i've mentioned this a couple times in my patients his name's uh novel ravikant do you know who that is have you ever heard of him so he's uh he created angel list do you know what angel okay, list yes, is yes, it's yes. a vc um you know investor portal thing that they can pick business from anyway um he uh, talks in his book about um, these different forms of leverage and using, you know, obviously assets as leverage and, yeah. get, you know, money's leverage, obviously, and then people and mm -hmm. resources are leverage. But then he talks about, um, he's a programmer. So he's a Silicon Valley guy who writes code and he talks about coding being leveraged. Like I wrote, I write code, I create a, um, a software program, it runs and then it makes money without me having to do anything. Right. So that, yeah. that does something for me. And so as I'm listening to the book, I'm kind of like, well, I mean, I don't know how to write code and I'm certainly not going to go learn how to do that tomorrow. But then it did kind of dawn on me. And it's what you said is absolutely true is that the systems that we create to run our business are the same thing as code. It's exactly the same thing. So, you know, for example, if you get a, a lead from, you know, a TikTok or what, you know, mm -hmm. something comes in online, you get a direct message. I, based on what you're telling me, I, I would be willing to bet you probably have, well, first you do this and then we do this and then we do this. And it's like you could hand it over to somebody with the half a brain and go, hey, all you gotta do is follow the steps. 100%. Right? Because that's how you manage everything. And it was what I was looking for when I, I was like, where's the manual? Like, you know, you have job manuals. Where's the manual for real estate? Where's the manual yeah. for property management? So I just created it. And yeah. I was like, this is how you run a successful real estate business. This is how you run a successful property management business. And they're two completely different business and they're not for the same type of people. Right. I'm just, you know. A weirdo that's actually really good at both of them so well it's it's a shame because i think a lot of realtors um if they work for keller williams or they work for remax they still see themselves as an employee yeah. I, i'm an employee yeah. of remax i'm an employee of keller williams and it's like well you're not i mean mm -hmm. first off you're not they're not yeah. taking any taxes <laughs> like your yeah. your fun little tax yeah. adventure you, you know, get paid first, on friday <laughs> no no and um and you know 
new agents coming in sometimes when you go to the bigger brokerages like the killers and the remax of the world they do have training and they have things that they can put forth for you but um but there's nobody holding your hand typically no. on how it's going to go mm-hmm. you get a mentor maybe no. but that person you know you just can call if you have a question from yeah. time to time or you get training from people that have a lot of spare time and so you have to really realize right. why they have so much spare time. why do you have so much time mm-hmm. to tell why me how to do you? stuff yeah. yes. i learned that really quickly yeah so. yeah well, okay. So the real reason I want to talk to you more than anything is that I am um, way just like everything else that you apparently do. I'm very impressed with your uh, social media uh, uh, platforms that you do. Now, I see you're on, you know, all of them. I didn't. You have a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. but I last time I checked, it hadn't had anything in a while. No. So we just started doing shorts. My son Lex will post. Yep. So we're all about repurposing. So yes. we make a piece of content on TikTok, and then I will put that everywhere that I can. Yes. So like if it's less than 30 seconds, then I can put it on TikTok. I can put it on Instagram. I can put it on Facebook Reels and Google My Business. Yes. Google My Business is a platform that most agents are not using and they're missing out. I went to a class um, Monday and we were in there in a room and with 32 realtors. Okay. Uh-huh. And this eight, this um, it was the title company putting it on and it was all about marketing. And I was like, okay, I'll see what I, you know, go. I didn't take one note because I'm already doing all the things, which is good. But I can really imagine cute. you in that class. You're like, I oh, was yeah. literally, and he knew it right when he saw me because um, he had met with me this summer, right when he took over and he came to my office. And he's like, I want to show you all these cool things. And we we're like, yeah, we yeah. do that. Click yeah. funnels. We do that. This, yeah. we do that. And he's just like, well, I don't know what to tell you. He's like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to score your website. And so he put it on, I don't, you know, a scoring system yeah. where you scored a 97 out of a hundred yeah. because we do the work. We put the, we put things everywhere. So in that class, he goes, you know, what y'all need to realize is when you're on your website that you have to use keywords and search terms and things like that. He's like, get out your phone and Google realtor near me. And guess who was number one? Number on one. Everyone's, like everybody started, <laughs> Lex was sitting there. Everybody started turning around looking. Half the people You're probably like, wouldn't, you know, turn around and look, but right, they knew right, it was right, there. Right. But it's not something that I just like, oh, here's the one thing. And this is the, it's all of the things. So we post blogs all the time. And do we make up these long blogs on our own? No, we use AI to write most of the blogs. We go in there and edit we it. Using like the chat GPT stuff? Yeah, we use Jasper. Jasper. The one that we okay, use. yeah, I'm yeah. familiar with that. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, we can do, we can take, you know, three sentences of what we want to do and then make a big old blog post from that. Right. And then we post those like we do three to four blogs every single week. Really? So we're do you post always, them on your website or do you post yeah, them on it, my website? And that helps with the Google it helps with your SEO because like, say I do a blog that says, how do you pick the best realtor? So I'm using the term best realtor. I'm also saying in order to be the best realtor, you have to do this and you need to look for this when you're looking for the best realtor. So if you Google best realtor in Burleson, that's who comes up. Right. Me. But it's not just because of the one thing. It's all, it's all the things. But we spent, so in 2021, I spent probably, I don't know, $75,000 in coaches. So I had three coaches that year. And so um, each one of them taught me something different. I had my marketing coach, Krista, which I'd pretty much done most of the things that she had taught. But then there were some other ticketed items that I wanted to do. So I hired a maps coach. He was really good. He's the one that taught me how to really track my numbers because there's clarity and tracking. Maps coach. What is that? Maps is like Keller Williams. It's a Keller Williams thing. So they have, um, it's just, it's like a mastery coach. And so- They, it's only through Keller Williams. So when I left gotcha. Keller Williams to go to EXP, I lost my maps coach. And I'm really sad because he really was, I I love clarity and I love systems and processes. And he just really showed me how to like 
project and forecast and things like that. And I wasn't doing it before. Yeah. So yes, business was coming in, but I always was thinking, oh, what's next? Well, once I learned how to track and knew that, you know, if you do this much business from SEO and you do this much business from your sphere of influence and all that, then you can guess that I'm going to have this many deals. And so it kind of just takes the, the weight off your shoulders to sure. think, where's this all coming from? And then when you track what you're doing, you also can put more efforts towards those things. Right. So we have, I'm very visual. So we have like whiteboards in all of our office. So I can tell you where every single transaction came from, you know, what my cost to get that lead in was from different, you know, different platforms. Sure. And it just helps me to understand that, you know, every, all the efforts, cause it's a lot. What I do yeah. is a lot, yes. you know, I'm, I mean, really, I'm, I'm tired just hearing you most, talk about it. Like I'm like, most whew. people will say, why do you do real estate when you can just make a great living doing property management? And I said, why do I have to do one thing? Like yeah. I'm really good at both. Yeah. I'm very good at negotiation. Like I am a negotiation queen and I, thrive off of it. Mm -hmm. Like I, so the last, you know, two years, it's been fun for my sellers, but it sucked for the buyers because they basically gave the sellers whatever they wanted. Yep. And so it, and now it's flipping. Yeah. yeah. And so the other coach that I hired, um, I had, uh, my husband and I got COVID and this was when, um, oh, what was that? Uh, Clubhouse. You remember that when that was a thing? Oh, the, um, yeah. that was the deal where you, you could all go into the it's same chat room and, and, talk and, and it was all like, like people talking over yes, each other. It was terrible. It, it yeah. Was, yeah. It was, it didn't, it was a big fail. Yeah. But I met this other coach, this other guy that was in there. He's like, Hey, I'm going to do this coaching for a thousand dollars. I'll coach you for 90 days. And I was like, okay, whatever. It's thousand dollars. And I saw, I looked him up on Google and he had a, he had a really good Google presence. And that's what I was trying to do. Like I was doing location domination. And what that basically is, is like, you want to be the mayor of your town. Like if anybody yes. thinks about real estate, they think about you. And that a so, Buffini thing? Yeah. And, yeah. And so what he did, so what he taught me was how to really step up my game. So I changed my website provider. I use Sierra Interactive, which is an amazing website, but it doesn't do it all for you. You've got to do the work. He also is the one that taught me how to do Google ads. Okay. So Google ads and um, that really changed my business. So we um, spent last year, we didn't spend that much. We spent like $16,000 and we made $200,000 from wow. time. Yeah. So that's a good, but it was, you know, I was coached on it for a full year. Sure. Hey, do this, do that, do this. And and I did everything. So yeah. I'm the type of person like you tell me to do something. And if I trust you, I'm going to do it. So, um, so those are the three coaches that I had that year. And, you know, this was a time when marketing really wasn't that important. Like mm -hmm. you put a sign in the yard and it's going to sell. You yeah. Even, you didn't, you, the last two years you were don't not even normal. Need, like you're, you're, you're really odd that you're every listing that you took in 2021 and 2022, you're really auditioning for your next listing. Right. And if you didn't treat it that way, yeah. then you wouldn't do the professional fit pictures. You wouldn't do all the advertising and things like that. So I just decided that, you know, I needed to do all the things like it's everything. So having those three coaches really paid off because everyone in my area, especially the office that I read out, they're like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you hiring coaches? And you're spending so much. I mean, I spent more than the average agent makes in coaching right. alone. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's my sister. Do you know Missy? <laughs> yeah, that's my sister. Missy, she's loving it. She's loving it. <laughs> I'm sure she ex lives in this world knows, all the time. Yeah, she's like, she knows we're it. going into fifth gear. Yeah, Hang on, buddy. Put your seatbelt on. But it was, you know, I just wanted to be the very, very best. And I knew that I needed to market then and I didn't you don't learn marketing now so right. I think where a lot of agents are failing especially like the people that are in their class they're all taking these vigorous notes because they weren't doing it last year right. they weren't spending the time right. and I was like yeah. I mean I I literally immersed myself in marketing and what makes the consumer do something and how do you show up and what's branding and client avatar like all the things like I know about like I know about like 
the back of my hand. Yeah. And what's really cool too with my one coaching program is now I'm a mentor in it. So I get to help agents. So mm-hmm. like I speak, I spoke on stage a couple of times last year and I've taught other agents. And this is where you come from abundance mindset, not scarcity. And I taught them how to do a a Google review funnel. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I spent the whole year of 2021. So I didn't have a Google presence on um, reviews, like a Google My Business or anything like that. So I spent all of 2021 nurturing my past clients. Okay. I would drop off things on their door. I would send them postcards with a QR code that took them directly to leave a review. I had contests and things like that. So at the end of the year, I had a hundred five-star reviews on Google. That's that was what made my ads perform so much better because right. not only am I paying, so Google likes for you to pay, but you're legitimate. Number two, I'm legitimate. Yeah. And then number three, I'm actually talking about the topics that people are actually searching on my website. Right. So it just made me stand out. Now, you know, last year a lot of agents in the area started doing like local service ads and stuff like that. So the the um the amount of leads that were coming in came down, but it doesn't matter because the ones that call me, they're ready to do business with me. Yes. Like they're like, here's my keys or here. I want you to do the property manage. And especially, you know, I was kind of scared to even have an online presence owning a property management company because you cannot imagine how hard it is to keep all those tenants happy. Oh, I'm sure. So I was almost like a secret agent, like, oh my gosh, they're going to get somebody's water heater to get that's fixed yeah. nut and they're going to go and give me a one-star review. So what happened is two days into this or two months into this funnel, we took over a property. We didn't know it was a problematic tenant. They forgot to tell us that part. So we sent this whole welcome, welcome to this is how we do things. Blah, blah. He went and gave me a one-star review. Never had a conversation with the guy. So then we turned it around and we made, I put my whole team in like a jail cell. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my gosh, we're in one, we're in one-star jail. And the <laughs> only way to get out of one-star jail is if you guys leave us. That postcard got us 20 reviews. Wow. They, were like, they were like, what? She's great. And you they truly made a, lemonade out of lemons. And we did. And yeah. we did that a couple of times. So, um, cause Google math isn't math. So we have, I think we have like 180 eight reviews and we have six one star and they're tenants. Like we have a tenant that, um, allegedly burned down the house or burned down the kitchen after, um, you know, being evicted. And he went in and wrote us two reviews. So that's fun. (laughs) And so we've been trying to fight that with Google, but so we have a 4.8. So at first I was like, when I had the five, I was like, I cannot, you know, I need this five-star review forever. Once I dropped to like 4.9, it makes you more relevant yeah. because we have hired, people have hired us because of how we respond yeah. to those one stars. Yeah. Like we'll have people where we're like, we don't even know who you are. We like, we've checked our database and we don't show your name. We would, we've checked our call logs. We've checked every, we don't know who you are. And a lot of times those people will go in and delete those. Right. They'll just take out. them out. Whew, man, I feel like I just ran a marathon with you there. That's that's Welcome impressive. Welcome to me in my head. Yes, yes. no. I, but look, the cool thing is, is I taught, I teach other agents how to do it. Yeah. Like I teach them like, hey, you do this and it's helped. Like it's tremendously helped other people. And that that's fulfilling for me because when you're, like you said, you know, a lot of agents, especially your local market, they don't want to share with each other. No. They don't want to tell you what's working. I, if I could tell you the way that they pretty much made fun of me to my face for doing videos when I first started, like, why are you doing this? Like, this is ridiculous. Or like, oh, she says this when she does videos or that when she does videos. And I didn't care because I had a bigger purpose yeah. and I already had seen it work for other people in other areas. And so at first, you know, there was a negative voice in my head for a while. So I hired another coach and um, she was a straight video coach and she taught me like why I feel the way that I feel when I'm on videos and like, like I would like almost like make myself quieter on video, Mm -hmm. my voice softer on video. And that's not how I talk. I mean, you're sitting here talking to me. I'm not quiet at all. And so, and just going through the psychology of why I was doing that on video 
completely changed. Like I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. And she gave me a lot of helpful tips. So now when I do videos, I feel like somebody's going to watch a video and be like, that's Cassie. Right. That's who I do business with. Or yeah. That's who I want to do business with. So, but you, if you don't ever stop, you're not, you're not going to do anything. So if you don't ever do the first video, just do it or send it to your friends. I started doing, um, daily video text to my clients mm -hmm. when I was working on myself on video because I wanted to see, does this, you know, is this, these are easy audience. They're not, you know, cold right. people yeah, on the internet. And it's not going to be out there to write everybody. Rude yeah. things about you and stuff right. like that. So, so what I would say to that, if you're an agent listening to this is you just do the videos, even if you just make videos and send it to your friend or your husband or somebody, just do them. Because if I would have never done them, then I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And right. I mean, I can do a video. I can, I'm not shy on it. I can talk about things. I mean, to do content creation, you have to be creative, yes. but you also can't have a negative voice in your head because well, you have there's to practice too. And you do have to practice. Yeah. And there's always this negative head headspace, especially if you go online and you build an audience. And I mean, people are jerks sometimes. They say, you know, rude things to me and I um, will respond with them. I'm pretty sassy. So I'll respond to them. Most of the time they'll delete their comments and yeah. it's not nothing rude. I'm just like, really? Because they'll say, oh, the market is crashing or the market. I, you'll tell me this in two years. And I'm like, well, 22 years into it, I've been through three shifts. So if I was going to listen to anybody, I'd probably listen to somebody that's been through a couple of shifts. Right. Who am I to say that? Right. Well, and that's probably what you experienced too, because like you said, when you were, when we were going through 20, 2020 through 2022, mm -hmm. and, and this is the same, I tell people this all the time, that two year period was unlike anything that we have ever seen in the history of real yes. estate. Yeah. And it's not even close to reality. It's not even close to normal. No. It was just full steam ahead. Everybody was just trying to keep up. Yeah. And anybody that came into the business during that period of time got a very, and I don't, I don't fault them for it. They just didn't know any better, no, but you don't you, know what you don't know. Yeah. Right. So they experienced this thing that was completely, um, you know, unsustainable, but they had no idea that that's what it was going to be. And then we come to now where the brakes kind of came on and, and really, you know, you made a post about this the other day, I think where you were, um, talking about the market in general and where things are going. And I just made a comment about just, you know, the inventory shortage that we still don't have. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah. you know, when if people talk about the crash that's coming, I'm like, the, unless there's just a massive amount of layoffs and people lose their job, yeah. which is I mean, possible, I, I did a video and I said, okay, if this happens, this happens, this happens, then you get your crash. Right. But I mean, it's very, it's a lot of things. It's a lot gotta, of things. Yes. Like, I mean, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of property out there. There's a lot of homeowners out there and, you know. But I've, you use that two year period, like you said, which I, you know, yeah. brilliant is, is to actually master master marketing, marketing mm -hmm. because you didn't need to market then no, I didn't. and business was running yep. itself and the money was coming in. Mm -hmm. You didn't really have to do a whole mm -hmm. lot. So put your focus over here right. instead of a lot of people, probably myself included, <laughs> took a seat back and just like, oh, this is great. I'm a ninja at this. I can just keep making. And then yeah. you wake up the next day and you're like, uh oh, yeah. yeah. And then you see nowadays it's people starting to realize, okay, I need to get on social media. I need to start putting myself out there. But, but you know, those that have been doing it for a long time, since two years ago, mm -hmm. uh, you already have a developed presence. It's already there. You're already yeah. refined your craft to the point that everybody's got to catch up. And I think what it develops is a trust factor. Like yeah. people trust me. If I, I mean, I get, I would say I get 15 direct messages every single week 
from like somebody I went to high school with or some or a past yeah. client. And they're literally just telling me how proud they are of yeah. me. Well, and they like, get to know just, you. Almost. And they do because yeah. they've seen it. I, I'm a very like transparent person. Yeah. So I haven't ever sat back and say, oh my gosh, this is so easy. This is, you know, I've never done that. Yeah. I've never been complacent. And so if you are showing your day-to-day -day life, whether it's through stories or video or whatever, you're showing that people are watching, even yeah. if you don't realize it. Some of the messages, I just got a friend from high school. I mean, I haven't talked to him in since high school. Yeah. And he messaged me yesterday and he's like, hey, I have a friend that's a lender and she just got laid off. You know, whenever I was like, I know somebody that might be able to help you. You were the first person I thought of. And I was like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll check around and see what I can do. And he's like, oh, and I want to tell you how proud I am of you. Yeah. And it's just kind of nice, nice because he wouldn't, and he's like, and it makes me feel good to see people from Burleson that we go to high school with that are actually doing good. Yeah. And, you know, especially in the community that you live in, you know, they didn't move off to go do something else. Well, and some of your stuff too, and the reason I really liked you know, I, I really like y'all the stuff that you put out is because you see other things and it's, you know, you've got the, we're going to take you through a tour of the house yeah. and we're going to see this. And then you've got the, you know, let me show you how great of an agent I am and what I can do for you. Your stuff is, is humor. Mm -hmm. It's, you've got a, I mean, you do have some, you know, Hey, here's where the market is, yeah. you know, th those kind of things. Um, you know, I think you pick up on the trends really well yes. and you use that. Um, I but, have a TikTok coach too. Yeah. So but for the fair, most yeah. part, like your stuff is, is either, self-deprecating or it's 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 funny or it's mm -hmm. it's lighthearted yeah. it's not um call me today please 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 yeah, you know which is humanizes what we do yes. so because the people you have a tiktok coach that, by the way yes i have oh, a tiktok gosh. coach this is yeah, great okay yeah. uh, so i hired him um i mean for the why I, not like why not i mean so i was just going at it and you know we built a following um before i hired him i was probably at like three thousand, you know followers maybe a little bit more than that and um you know, he really helped me like with pillars and things to like talk about. And, you know, and it's TikTok is the hardest platform that I've ever, ever tried to be on. And because you don't, I mean, you, it's not putting out to certain people. Like if it's I strangers. put something on Facebook reels, then 90% of the time, that's my people that yeah, I know. And right. so on TikTok, it's a little bit harder, but that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to reach the people. So he, so not only am I, you know, growing my following, but I'm also serving. So like I have my link in my bio and my link in bio isn't just, Hey, give me a call. It's not that it's like, right. Hey, sign up for this free buyer's guide. And, and it's a click funnel. I mean, yeah. that's not just a free thing. I mean, I'm going to capture information and I tell you that I'm going to capture your information yeah. and then we're going to be talking until you tell me to stop talking to you. Yeah. Well, that goes back to what you were saying in the abundance versus the scarcity thing yeah. where, where, okay, I have a buyer's guide. Well, somebody would say, well, I need to meet you in person in order to give you the buyer's guide, or I need to do a listing yeah. appointment with you to do that. And you're going, no, 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 yeah. you can get it for free. Yeah. Just put your email and your phone number in there and you can have Instantly. it. Right. And yeah. then now all Instantly. of a sudden you have somebody that you can market to all the time. And I tell them that. So, you know, when I first started like pushing some of my guides, it wasn't hitting. Like I would get people that would go to the page and I would check analytics. I'm like, why am I getting so many clicks? But nobody's giving me the information. When I started holding up my guide, like show people that it's tangible and it's something on the, video. on the videos um that started getting do they know, print it or do they no they can't it's a it's a flip book okay. so yeah it's um so it's they like get a pdf it. that you can flip book so they it. instantly get it as a flip book but then they also get it in their email so they oh. can have it for later okay and okay. i tell them that i say hey you're going to get it instantly but if you don't keep that link don't worry about it because you've got it in your email too huh wow yeah. I, I don't think you have a lack of systems and, no. and, and the thing is, I, it, it almost becomes like addictive a little bit it because is. once you get one system in place mm -hmm. and then it bleeds to something else yeah. and you're like, well, now I got to create a system for this. Mm -hmm. And then you look up and you've got 500 systems yeah. and they're all running and like a machine. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Like, and I keep adding to it. So, um, my husband always is just like, 
you could put the brakes on a little bit. And I was like, this car has no brakes. We have <laughs> no, no, I don't we think have it does. No brakes here. I don't think like it does. Like right now I'm working on a buyer's book. I'm almost done with it. I'm co-authoring it with my coach, Krista, and I'm going to give it as a lead magnet. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to give that book. I'm going to get some printed, but I'm not, I mean, the main purpose is to get something to people's because people want something of value. It can't just be, you know, a list of the 10 things you need to do to get your house ready. They yeah. can Google that. Right. It needs to be something that shows these are the 10 things I'm going to do to get your house sold. Right. And it shows that you're actually out there working. And I mean, some of my guys, by the end of it, you know, I know my stuff, like right. all of them, you know, you know, I know my stuff. And it's not just what you're going to get in most people's. It's the, it's what we really get now. Granted, we do get agents that download our guides. If you're out there doing that, don't, it's not very ethical, but it's fine because you know what? They're not going to create it most of the time. Yeah. And again, so yeah. if they want to have my guide and they want to look it over and, you know, if you create it, then you can, if you want to steal my stuff, then steal it only if you're going to create it. If you're just going to do it just to do it, then don't do it. Yeah. I waste yeah. my time. Of course, I pull them out of my funnel right. immediately and then I get anything <laughs> else after that. What? But it's just because people want to know what I'm doing. Sure. You know, and sure. I, um, when I left Keller Williams, I, so I bought an office mm -hmm. in Old Town Burleson. We had a great, great opportunity. Looks like a little house. It's a great little office. Yeah. yeah. So it was a hair salon. Of course, salon. we've seen it all the time because it's, I know. yeah. <laughs> and it's, you know, the funny thing is down to the color of my office was a choice. It okay. wasn't just like, oh, she wants a pink office. No, because I want, I want to brand myself. I've been branding myself. And so, of course, I'm going to paint my office pink because right. that's the color of my brand. But uh, when, I, right yes, now, yes. when I bought my, when I bought my office, you know, we went to our own place. So we went from an office, a huge, you know, pretty good size um, Keller Williams office, which a lot of our agents left. Uh, the content, <laughs> content house. house. Yeah. Yes, that is can be interpreted in different yeah. ways there. Yeah. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, uh, you know, and we, we separated ourselves and it wasn't just because um, I just, you know, of course, I wanted an own office, but I separated ourselves on purpose because we had a mission and we had a plan and I didn't want any outside noise. I didn't yeah. want anybody else telling me because I'd already been dealing with that for a couple of years of yeah. people telling, why are you doing this? And, you know, giving me sideways glances and talking behind my back and all that. And I I, you know, the haters I, always coming out. And that's they? fine. You know, that's, no, I mean, that's they're driving. Hate, it's yeah, a little they're driving. fans yeah, at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, being at my office really helped us to separate. And then we just, we just started knocking out our goals and just, we really have like, just, we had a, a purpose. And when, when I say we had a purpose, like everything that we do is for a purpose. There's nothing that we're going to be like, it. oh, let's try this. I'm like, if I'm going to put money on something, yeah. then I'm going to be like, okay, does it work? And not every single thing that we've ever done has worked, but a lot of them have. So, okay. So I got a ton of questions. All right. So um, first off, I want to answer Gary. Gary's, uh, he's, uh, he works with me or in our company. He's out of um, Indiana though. So he's in another state, um, but he's asking about Sierra Interactive. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? So, um, it's Sierra Interactive is just the platform. I like it because it's very easy to do it. What yourself. is Sierra Interactive? It's, it's just the website. It's just like, okay. you know, just like any website provider, like okay. KB Core, gotcha. whoever you want to gotcha. be. Okay. But it has a CRM with it. And um, the CRM, it's just very user friendly. And when I say user friendly, it's not made for you. Like right. you can pay. We did. We paid for them to set it up, but then we completely scratched everything when I hired the one coach and he's like, okay, let's do all this all over again. Yeah. And um, it worked. But I mean, we post all the time. We change our content. We, it's not anything. It's not like Sierra has changed things. It's we made the choice to do things on Sierra. 
It also, I mean, everything that we do on our website, you have to be thinking about where it was going to show up on Google. Right. Like, how am I going to use these keywords and use them a lot? I mean, we do like geotagging on all of our pictures. So it's not like we're just putting a picture on that picture's got coded and it says like where that picture was taken, like yeah. the whole, and it just helps. But it's, you know, it's been, it's a building process. Right. So I would just say to that person, like, one, see if you can get, they're really good at, you know, helping out and stuff. But also, you just got to start putting stuff out there. Okay. So, no, it's not just going to kill itself for you. Right. Kind of well, and I'm, you know, from Linder's side, like I'm kind of at a point where I've started doing this kind of thing and I'm making little clips, but I really don't know what I'm doing beyond. I even met with somebody recently because I was trying to figure out, okay, how do we, how do we get leads? And, you know, what, because my goal obviously is I want to interact with agents and then obviously sometimes with buyers as well. But, um, and I kind of got kicked in the head a little bit because she was like, well, what are you offering? And I'm like, well, I, I don't really know yeah. actually. And she's like, well, then I can't help you until you know what you're trying to do. And I'm like, yeah. okay, she's absolutely right. Like I'm, what, I'm I, an idiot over here. I would say one of the key things that I don't think people pay attention is your bounce rate. Right. Your bounce rate is how long, when somebody clicks on your page, how long do they stay there? Okay. If they're staying there for four seconds, you don't have anything of value. Yeah. And it's not like they're going to stay there for 15. I, our no. average is um, two minutes, which right. is really it's a that's a long time for somebody to stay on your page yeah. but if you're if you're noticing that people are finding you which is good but then they're not show they're not staying around or they're not coming back it just means that you're not providing the right information to the right. people or the way that they found you they're not getting what they needed for that yeah so okay so obviously you're at um what i would call super jedi level of uh, managing this business that you have so uh, and like, i think i have so much room to uh, well that but that's so why much. but like, that's you why ask my husband i beat myself like you know, a lot of people are like, oh, she's so confident. Oh, she, and, and I am confident, but I'm also like really, really hard on myself. Yeah, well, like, you're confident in your knowledge. You know yes, what you know. I know what I know, yeah. but do I think that I'm the best? No. no. Do I think that there's people that are better than me? Yes. Who are they and how can I learn? Yeah, exactly. Well, so okay, <laughs> What's the, your phone number? that was what I was going to ask you is, so you said, you know, obviously coaching plays a big role in what mm -hmm. you do. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have a negative uh, impression of coaching, which again is, is understandable because there's a lot of, you know, charlatans out there yes. that are coaches. Everybody's a yeah, coach everybody's these days, a coach, yeah. right? So it's like, what did you do exactly to coach anybody to do anything? So how, A, how did you pick the coaches that you picked? And then B, or really A is what ultimately made you think that coaching was the route to go and put the dollar amount to say, this is worth it. And then how did you pick those people? So, um, when I, when I want, so when I wanted to hire my first coach, I was just basically bored and I was like, you know, business is you know, 90% referrals and you know, it's coming in, but I wanted to figure out one, if I was going to build a team, how was I going, you know, to feed those people? So one, I just wanted to learn how to, I mean, this, I want to learn how to be on video and this yeah. was four years ago. Yeah. And then I want to learn how to get leads. Like, right. how do I get leads? What's the best place? So that was what I hired my first coach. Then when I hired my second coach, it was because I had done so many things, but I was just constantly like, oh, we got to do this. You got to do that. I needed somebody to be like, okay, tell me what you're doing. This is working. This isn't working. And it was just kind of a sounding board. He's also the one that taught me how to track my numbers and things like that. So, um, you know, I don't think that one coach was, you know, of course, you know, Krista was great because that's, how I even got into video, how I even learned how to do ads and stuff like that. And she still is great. She's a really good friend of mine. And, but kind I of trial and error maybe. Yeah. And it yeah. was, and, and then it's really cool. If you like it, it what I didn't know was the community that was going to come with it. Right. Like I have real estate friends all over the world, like, and they, 
They, that were also doing coaching as well do, in this coaching program. Yeah. yeah. So then you would see it humanizes things. Mm -hmm. So it shows that they're struggling with video too. And they're, you know, they're, they don't know how to do, you know, this certain funnel or they don't know, you know, their ads aren't performing. And then we'd be like, okay, then what can we do? And so we would get together and we would mastermind and things like that. So, um, and it was expensive. Like I, I mean, this was in 2018 and I, um, it was $15,000 and wow. I, you know, wrote a check for $15,000 and did it because I knew, and you know, the way that she had found me was through Facebook ads and online marketing. And so I was like, well, if she can find me here and she's in California. Then I think she can help me find people around here. Yeah. And so I just kind of took a blind leap of faith and, you know, and it wasn't just like, oh, I just signed up for coaching and everything took off. It wasn't, it was a whole year of once I realized what my bigger purpose was, then I real I needed to know like how, how to was, execute, it. how to do it, yeah. and, and like steps and processes. I mean, I hired a dang coach to help me do all the things that my other coach taught me how to do, just so I could put it more in a systematic way. Well, it's funny we we had this conversation right before we came on about education, about college, and you know, do you need a degree, or whatever. So it, it's 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 crazy to me how and just highlights of what you just said is like you know if you want to spend. $60,000 or hell, these days, $100,000 to go to a four-year university. Nobody bats an eye. Oh yeah, yeah. that's what you need to do. Yeah. Go there while you're learning, mm -hmm. you know, liberal arts and you're having some your history of whatever. I yeah. mean, it's just all this stuff that may or may not serve you any good. Right. But then if someone says, well, you're going to pay $10,000 to have this person teach you how to get leads. Like, well, that's ridiculous. Why yeah. would I do that? Why would I do that? You're like, wait a minute. I don't understand how those two things mesh up, you know, mm -hmm. and nobody cares about it. They're fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll spend a hundred thousand dollars to pay for yeah. college but not to have someone come and, in and teach me how to do this. And things. I really feel like I have a master's degree in marketing. Yes. Did I go to a four-year university? I think no, you absolutely did. I go, did. but I learned, you know, from the school of hard knocks and I learned from the people that were doing it. And yeah. I implemented the, one of the biggest things that I would say for people that usually don't have success in cold, in coaching is they don't take action. Right. So, so that's everything. You yeah. can learn, you can go to your zoom and spend an hour and then, you know, Oh, let me go back to my other things or my other bad habits that I was doing. And I'm an implementer. So yeah. like, if I'm going to spend $10,000, I'm going to need to get that $10,000 back. Yeah. Yeah. Right away. Right. You're not going to wait for it to take care no, of itself. I'm not going to be like, Oh, I spent 10,000. You know, I'm like, all right, I spent $10,000 now. And you know, and so I have to do the things that they tell me to do, or yeah. I'm not going to get my $10,000 back. Right. And so, I mean, I could take that, you know, $70,000 that I spent in coaching and did you kind of take it in it. chunks? Because, and, and I ask it that way, because so, I, I saw something the other day where a guy was like, you know, all the time that you spend learning, reading, writing, putting down all your lists and everything, in a lot of ways, that's just procrastination to keep you from actually doing the thing 100%. that you're trying to do. And and I and I would sometimes feel, especially when I had the, I had the three coaches at the same time. So on average, um, I was spending about nine hours a week on wow. some form of coaching. Right. But I would implement and I had a team. And so I'd be like, hey, you do this, you do this, I'm going to do this. And so it was a lot easier to delegate. But if I never learned anything, then they wouldn't be able to teach. Like my assistant is my transaction coordinator too, Taylor. She came to me as a pregnant flight attendant and she just, she's my best friend's daughter-in-law and she couldn't fly anymore. And so I was like, oh, I'll hire you, you know? And then I was like, okay, she's got it. Like, yeah. and she's me, like yeah. she is me all over again. So she can handle a lot of tasks. She's good at execution. She's never satisfied like me. Like we're always, you know, what's the next thing or how do we improve that? So I think whenever you're, you know, out there finding your coaches and finding, you need to find the people, one that you like to be around because spending nine hours, you know, a yes. week, you want to make sure. Yes. You got to like them. Yeah. And I, you know, one of my coaches that I think that's taught me. A whole Are they all lot, local or do you no, do everything? Zoom nobody online? was. Yeah. Nobody yeah. is local. Yeah. One of my coaches, you know, it's probably not somebody I'd be friends with, but he taught me a lot. Yeah. He talked at me a lot. And I like to 
conversate like this. Sure. I like to, you know, like, hey, this is working. And he just talked at me. So we figure that out real quick. And we're like, fine, because what he's saying is knowledgeable. Yeah. So then we just sit there for an hour and let him talk at you. And then when I felt <laughs> like I drained pretty much all that he was going to teach me, I was like, hey, this has been great. See you later. And that was it. But if I hadn't taken action or if I would have said, oh, my gosh, he's just not my person. Oh, my gosh. He doesn't understand me. He didn't give a shit. Like, yeah. honestly, he didn't yeah. care if no. he you know, he wanted to be like, this is what's working and this is what you need to do. And his conviction just made me believe it. And then when I started seeing the fruits of the labor, I was like, yeah. okay, he's not my cup of tea, but I'll, you know, take a drink. Yeah. How did you, um, so when the, when you got the coaches that, that came through, like, do you, how long do you judge or in your mind, like how long you keep them or move on? Like, do you just know, okay, well, I've learned everything I kind of know from this guy. So it's time to move on. And to that's the case. So like my maps coach, um, John, I would have kept him forever. So yeah. if I could have found a way to keep him outside, but he's a contract. Sometimes it's like motivation almost too. It's just yeah. a like, hey, or just like accountability, it, yes, accountability. Right. And then sometimes like if you're a person like me, like that beats themselves up, it's kind of nice to tell somebody and like, I'll be like, oh, I did this, this and this. And I'll just gloss over it. And he's just like, what? You did what? And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I did this, but I mean, I could have done this. And he's just like, stop. Let's talk about what you did and how yeah. you did it and how yeah. we do more of it. So he was just a good sounding board for me. And right. he was, and he helped me with like teams because, you know, developing a team and building that is very it's hard. hard. Yeah. So, and, and there's tons of teams out what? there that have, you know, people that I call groups. So there's a difference between a team and a group. A group is just a bunch of people that come together at the end of the year and they add all their production together and they say, oh, I sold a hundred million. It's like, great. Like four people made a hundred thousand and the rest are you're not making, you right. know, a teacher's salary. Right. So I wanted to form a team. I wanted to have everybody that had dual roles because if I'm having a dual role, everybody else got to have a dual role. And I wanted to, you know, help them you know, have a better life, help yeah. them want, and, you know, and I've had trials, you know, and tribulations with that. And I've poured into a lot of people, you know, and sometimes it doesn't work, but I, but I know that I can leave those relationships knowing that I gave them everything. And then if they chose not to do it and real estate's not for everyone and that's okay, then I can sleep well at night. But yeah. if I'm just sitting there taking, you know, Oh, she's going to take a percentage. I've never had like a buyer's agent that I've, you know, taken splits from everyone has been like an integral role in my team. Right. So. But they have a role in, 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 in lifting up the whole team, yes, right, mm -hmm. and everybody yeah. has it. And you know, you don't do your job, then this person can't right. do their job, and you know, there's not any business, right. you know, for us. So, if you were, you know, again, you're you you've reached uh, Yoda level of <laughs> the ability to do this kind of stuff, but you know, there's a lot of people out there that haven't, and not even close to it. So, just go back to like when you very first started. Let's just talk about social media specifically, right? Because you have so many systems and so many things in place that mm -hmm. you know, I could we could talk for seven and a half hours, and you could not run. Part two. <laughs> well, we're definitely going to have to have a part two. Um, but on social media specifically, tell me um, if you were if you were coaching mm -hmm. somebody and they came to you and said, "Cassie, it's on my radar. I need to get into social media, uh -huh. and I know I know I need to do it." Mm -hmm. What in your what would be the steps in the process to start? So from from nothing, I would start with um, stories. Okay. So if you have an Instagram and a Facebook, link those up with each other. Okay. You can produce the content in one share and share it to the other. Stories, and I'm not saying, oh, just listed this. Stories should tell who you are and what you do on a day to base, day basis. Like we'll have people be like, y'all have so much fun. And we do have fun, but we get a lot of work done. But we're showing you who we are. We're not like our dogs come to the office with us almost right. every day because right. we have no control. And so you know that about us. Yeah. Like you'll see them in our stories. Well, um, I really I like to put like every morning I think of like I find a meaningful quote. And I it's not like I'm just like, oh, as a robot. I actually 
like find something that I think would, you know, benefit somebody else. And I post it and those I will get something one DM every single day from just a quote that I found that I've shared. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel, especially on Instagram. Like there's a lot of things that you can share and do, but it's just doing it, especially if you're nervous on video. So if you want to make a video, put it in your story because it's only there for 24 hours. Gotcha. And if you hate it, you can delete it. But that's that's one of the big things that we've always where done. do the stories show up? Stories will show up on the top of your feed. Okay. So, um, so if someone have to go to your page? No, no. Mm -mm. So on oh yeah, the, the thing at the top. Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah, at yeah. the top. So on. So, and you know that, like, if you follow us and if like, we don't have a story going or we don't have something, you're like, oh my gosh, are they sick or something, you know? <laughs> and we've had some shakeup in our team a little bit. And so I've had to do a lot more marketing than yeah. I, than I was doing, but it's easy for me because it's just what I'm doing. This like, is what you do. This is where we're going. This, yeah. you know, and like showing my family, showing my son doing it. Yeah. People love that. And what's funny about it is I'll go to an event and they know everything. Yeah. They just, you don't need like, you you to tell, yeah. tell them anything. Sometimes it's weird to me, especially like if I go to one of my events in California, because it could be somebody that I've never met, uh -huh. which my coach, like I help Krista out a lot and I, she's put me on a platform. So sure. I'm, you know, I'm, I've been in her coaching program longest, me and one other agent have been in there forever. And so I, I'll have people that I'm just meeting for the first time and they just know everything about me. Cool, They're just like, it. So it is weird little sometimes. Bit, bit. Like when you have but, somebody be like, hey, how's Tim doing at Tom Ferry right now? And right. I'm like, what? <laughs> but and when you I'm put like, yourself out there like that, do. that's what and, it is. And, and, yeah. that, and that's what you have to realize um, that in, in if you put a fake persona out there and who you're really not, it's going to show. Yeah. So just be yourself. Yeah. And then it goes away. It's not there forever. So, you know, that's where that's the easiest place to start with um, with okay. social media. And also, I, I'm a big component in TikTok. Do I think it's the best, you know, app on the market? No, it's the easiest app for me to produce content. Right. And then you can use that and, and put then it I everywhere can else. use it. Yeah. So yes. you take a TikTok, you make it in TikTok, you copy the link. There's an app called SnapTik uh -huh. and that takes off the watermark because you That's don't want to, you, you yeah. don't want to put those because if you share a TikTok to Instagram, other than stories, it doesn't really matter in stories, but if you share something on to, um, Instagram, they're going to hide that because right. they're going to see that watermark and they're going to Instagram wants you to make the content there. Right. So we'll take it and then you'll have it on your phone and then you can upload it into reels. Um, you can upload it into Facebook reels or Instagram reels and then Google my business. If people aren't using Google my business, it's free. And um, it is, I mean, it's, it shows your story. That's what you use it as. And so I'm not, I, I, I feel ridiculous. That I don't even know. So I know I've heard of Google, my business, mm -hmm. but I obviously uh, don't we'll use it. After this. So you're saying that they have a platform for like shorts and reels and stuff too on Google. My it's, business? A, it's a profile. Really? So like we put um, educational stuff on there. If we go to lunch at, you know, like a, our favorite restaurants or something, yeah. then we'll take a team picture or like we'll do a pan of the restaurant. And then we're like, you know, hey, we really like this place or, you know, have you or we'll be like, OK, these are the steps to buy a house. Not the thing about that, that you should use that platform is, again, to tell who you are, who are they going to if they do decide to pick up the phone and call you who they're going to get when they right, call you. Right. So I think it's one of the most unused platforms out there. Well, then you're not having to sell yourself necessarily. Yeah. right? Because in the process. So, you know, the process is that um, you'll sign up for it. And it sounds weird, but Google will actually mail you a postcard, a postcard yeah. with a four digit pin. Yep. That's how you get that validated. And then you can start directing people. So like we put our, um, we have the, our Google page and for reviews and we have it to a QR code. So mm -hmm. like I can be at a listing or I can be at a closing. And I'm like, Hey, can you scan this and leave me a review real quick? And if agents are trying to do reviews, it okay, takes, wait, hang on, hang on, yeah. hang on. So, so yeah. you, 
you have a postcard in your hand mm -hmm. that has a QR code on mm -hmm. it. And then that while you're you. at a listing or a closing, yeah. you can be like, hey, can you give me a review? And they'll scan it with their phone, put a review in right then, and that's it. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. And sometimes they'll, you know, sometimes if you, if somebody like, oh, I want to write something really meaningful, that I'm like, okay, that's great. But go ahead and do it now anyway. Or I say, <laughs> okay, but I'm going to let you know that I, do I have your permission? That's what I say. Do I have your permission to bug you until you do? Because on average, it has it takes sometimes six to seven times to ask somebody sure. for a review. Yes. So if I would have just stopped, at, and I'm sure you're not, I'm sure you're asking no, everything. We time. <laughs> we literally spent like all of last, all of 2021, like dropping things off, mailing things. Like we did contests yeah. and um, on the slide, you're probably not supposed to do that, but we did contests where we gave away an iPad to yeah. you know the people that would give us reviews. We, um, and, and a lot of them didn't even care if they were in it. They really wanted to do. And the cool thing is, is last year we had eight, eight houses that we sold that came directly from reviews. So they found us, read a review and they're like, this is the people I don't want to do business yeah. with. Those people leave the best reviews. Well, the reviews, I, I, I did experience that to some extent because we have a, a software, it's called social survey. I, I think it's a different name now, actually yeah. they changed it. But anyway, um, and it sends out, it's automated. We don't have to do much with it. When we have clients that close with us, it'll send them stuff. Now. I don't have the system that you have, obviously, where I get as many, but we've had a fair amount that come yeah. through. And then what I started noted happens started happening last year was I would get calls from people, you know, because most of the time somebody calls me and they say, you know, so and so gave me your number, yeah. wanted me to give you a shout. Yeah. I'm like, great. And then I always ask people like, how did you get my information? And they're like, oh, I found you on Google. I'm like, you found me on Google. I'm like, yeah. okay, cool, that's awesome. But yeah. it was because those reviews had really, because you know, we had a hundred of them or so yeah. that would be on there, and it was five, four point nine nine or whatever. So. So they were, um, but that was helping us, you know, show up in yeah. the, in the SEO a lot It makes Google know that you're a verified business and yeah. you actually have people that are saying good things about you. Right. And then and you have to coach them on the reviews. So you're not going to be like, so this is my process. So when I start the transaction with them, I say, Hey, you know, at the listing appointment, Hey, I'm going to let you know that I'm going to do such a good job at the end of this, that you have no choice, but to give me a five-star review. Then when we go under contract, I'll literally say, just plan Hey guys. I was like, oh, it's pretty good. I got your household really quickly. I'm earning that five-star review. Then when we set up their closing and say, yeah. okay, hey, you have a closing tomorrow, da, 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 da. Here's your link. If you want to go ahead and write a review now because I'm going to ask you tomorrow at closing. Then sometimes they don't do it then. And then it's So, the okay, let me ask you a question. So once you get to that point, mm -hmm. right? Because if you were doing that to me, like I'm writing that review when you see me. Yeah, because <laughs> you like, want me to I'm leave a, you alone. I'm going to write this review. Yeah, so, I mean, I tell them no, I think I'm it's going awesome. to bother you until you yes. do. So yeah. how many people actually, by the time you get to closing, right? And mm -hmm. when you they know you're going to ask again, yeah. how many have already done it? Would you say percentage wise? I would say probably maybe 15%, not okay. quite 30. Okay. I mean, but still, I mean. Yeah. You got to press. Every, every, you're getting to 100 some way That's or another. Right. That's so, right. And then some of them, you know, like I'll have a client, like sometimes like I've, you know, did the whole funnel. I've asked you, I've dropped off things. I've given you, you know, the basket. And we try to, we we do some inventive things too. So like, it's kind of funny. Like right. we, for, um, for um, St. Patrick's Day, we dropped off a Lucky Charms box okay. with lottery tickets inside okay. of them with a green balloon that kind of just was tied around it. And when you opened it, it was like, hey, we're so lucky to have clients like you. We'd really lucky if you'd write us a review because we have found that when our clients write us a review, we attract people that's like you. So you've sit there and told them that you like you want them. more people like you, you. told yeah. them that you want to do business with more people like you. And they're yeah. like, well, dang, yeah, I want her to be able to do people like me. And she likes me. <laughs> funny thing is about that one is we got a couple of text messages because it looks kind of creepy. Like, it's, it's like the it just thing. Like, it, right? That's exactly what they said. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I, I mean, some of them got creeped out and gave us a review. So, yeah. and I mean, we did it like we went back 
far, far back in our database because a lot of the people that we were doing business with were kind of already writing us review, but it wasn't, we needed to get everybody on there. Yeah. And, you know, and I mean, I had, I had a client that I sold a house to probably nine years ago that wrote us a review like last year. So, I mean, that's and amazing. I didn't ask them because he didn't know. I never asked yeah, him. Yeah. So once well, I, you didn't have your system in place, uh, right? And then, so, so we did a lot of drop-offs and stuff. I spent the whole month of November doing video texts. And so I'd say, Hey Joe, I really liked when I was working with you and it really, I really want to work with more clients like you. So if you could click this link and just write a couple of sentences about your experience with us, if you could mention your city, that would be really helpful because that helps with SEO and they would do it. They would, I mean, like I'm literally sending them a message, calling them out and they're like, oh my gosh, I've been meaning to, and I didn't do it yet. So yes, I'm going to get on there right now and write your review. So. I feel so inadequate. Um, <laughs> okay. At least you're nice about it. Yeah. Well, no, I look, I, I Most think. Most people are like, why does she do this? Why does she do that? No. And now it's funny because now they're like, well, how does she do this? And how does she do that? You, so. you have. And the um, same thing with property management. Yeah. Like when you walk into a room and they're like, oh my gosh, you manage how many properties? Oh, I would never do that. And I'm like, good. Good. You send me on your referrals. Me. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Well, and that's, I love, I, you know, We've never met. This is the first no, time yeah. we've met. But um, I love people like you because you know exactly what you want to do. You know exactly what it's going to take to do it, and you execute that process. And and I've I live in this sh charlatan world in my head where I think okay, and I'm like that with some things, mm -hmm. some things, yeah, but not everything. And and that has not lent itself to grow the way that I've wanted my own business to grow for that right. reason. But when you see somebody that's done what you've done the way you've done it, it's inspiring. It really is. Yeah. Like, and I uh, hope that it is. That's my, you know, yes. I want to be inspiring. Yes. People, well, you know? I, I equate it in, you know, I don't know if you take this good or bad, but um, <clears throat> a big basketball fan to some, to some extent, but um, I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan. been watching basketball for a long time. And uh, Kobe Bryant was not my favorite human on the world because the Lakers would kick our butt all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really have a good appreciation for him. And then of course, you know, he passed away tragically with his daughter, but then, thanks to TikTok, um, you see all the old interviews and, mm -hmm. and stuff that I never was exposed to yeah. while he was playing. And when you learn about his mindset and just the way he, you know, I, now I might wear my kids out about it. Cause I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, there's one interview where he talks about failure and he wakes up and he's like, what, what does it, what does that mean? He's like, what is failure? He's like, I don't even like that word. Yeah. He's like, I get up, I do this, you know, I go, I put the work in. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. If it doesn't, I learn from him and I do it better the next time. And then I wake up the next day and I do it again. And it's just this idea that, you know, there is no quitting, right? right? You're just going to yeah. keep going. Yeah. And if, if something doesn't work, then you're going to try something yeah. different. And if that doesn't happen, then it's going to try something different. And I can't imagine that you would spend very much time living in poor me land, right? That you don't have no, very many pity no, parties, right? No. So I think what really changed for me is when I really started becoming competitive with myself. Yes. Not looking to see what Sally doing over there and why right. did Joe get that closing. I'm super competitive with myself, which also sometimes leans on me being a little bit harder on myself. Sure. But it's because I want to do more. I want everybody around me to do better. And I know that I have eyes on me now. Yeah. I know that there's agents all over the United States that watch what I do and, you know, and emulate it. Yeah. And so it makes me one obviously now I have to show up. There's no slacking here. No. So it's kind of nice. But when I stopped worrying about what everybody else was thinking about me mm -hmm. and just worried about myself, it just changed. It just opened it up to be more of an authentic self because yeah. you don't, you know, it doesn't matter what Sally does or what Joe does. It matters what you do because if they have this and it works for them, what did, what did you make off that? Right. Nothing. nothing. You make nothing off that. Yeah. 
And so, you didn't lose anything. You didn't gain anything. You didn't anything, lose anything. You didn't, you didn't you gain, unless you learn to do what they're doing because it worked, then yeah. do it and keep on going. But um, I've just always been super competitive with myself and not other people. Have you seen the the little girl? It's like TikTok reels, whatever. But she's a little girl in the <clears throat> she's in the car seat. She's putting her buckles oh. on, and her dad's like, "Hey, do you need me Worry to help about you? Myself. Worry, Worry about, about yourself. Yeah. Like that's that. I have yeah. a shirt. I made it, yeah. or my friend of mine made a shirt for me because that's like my favorite. You know, yeah. this little girl just like quit worrying about yeah. all. Worry yeah. about you. Worry about just yourself. worry about you. I got this. Yes. Yep. So where do you get um, inspiration for some of your you know your videos? Like, do you do you do do you follow certain people? Some things are R and D. Yeah. Just rob and duplicate. Um, uh, especially R and D. Rob and duplicate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so uh, <laughs> this is great. That, 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 that a lot of that comes from my husband. He's always hey, I, that. I, my favorite, the, the, my favorite reel, the the one I don't know if it was this or TikTok second or third one I saw of yours that I I literally laughed out loud because I know people have done it before, but it was just just being in the world is hilarious. Where and I think it's pinned on there right now. Where uh, it's that whatever that song is, that hopeful song that they play. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Tim says he'll be back in a few minutes and he walks <laughs> he out the door, back not. <laughs> flings, flings the thing, mm -hmm. puts on his sunglasses yep. and goes strolling to the golf course. Like I was dying mm -hmm. laughing on that just because I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what we do. We yep. <laughs> I'll be back. I'm getting out of here. I'm not doing yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That is my husband. Like if you knew him, you would know that that's literally his person. <laughs> right. 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 Like, so that was trying to get to the golf course. No yes. What. Yes. That's so, um, so you, you R and D, uh, Rob yeah. and duplicate. So, Love that. Um, I would say, you know, coaching. So uh -huh. with my TikTok coach, um, I found him, I mean, I found him online. I stalked him for a little bit and I copied a lot of things and, you know, there's some coaches out there and this is the thing that people need to realize. A lot of them tell you everything. So if you go listen to their podcast or go watch their YouTube, it's all there. Right. And he was just giving me a little bit. Right. A little bit here and there. So when I signed up for his coaching program, which wasn't even really that expensive, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, but he had systems and processes. So I was like, <laughs> okay, like he pulled, out a, he pulled out a Google Doc and like all of these columns. And it was like, you know, like he does, like it's coaching every single day, Monday through Friday for an hour. And each day is on like Monday's mindset, Tuesday's trend. So mm -hmm. like when you see me doing trending yeah. things, yeah. that's a lot of times. And the funniest thing is a lot of times we're ahead of him. So he's, of course, I'm. I mean, you know, kind of being his little star pupil right now. But and then um, on Wednesdays, we do win. So we all talk about what's working, what's not working. On Tuesdays, he takes over our accounts and he's like, hey, you really need to not do that or you need to do this more. And then on Fridays, he teaches us funnels because we're all on this social media to get leads. We're yeah. not just out there. I mean, you should be out there for the no like trust factor. But in the end, that's not going to pay your bills. Right. You know. Right. So with him, he had such a process with it. So it's, you know, and sometimes it's just what's going on. And sometimes I get blocks and sometimes I'm like, I don't want to make any video. So I do batch a lot of things too. So like, you'll see me, you know, if you really watch it, you're like, Oh, she did three videos in the same outfit. That's because I made them all at the same time. Yeah. Like this morning, do you I do that a lot. Do you mm -hmm. mostly batch? Yeah. So this morning I knew that I had this going on and I usually, so I get to the office, I'm the first person there and I've kind of made it a rule that nobody can come to the office before 9am. Okay. That's my time. So I'll do, you know, I'll at least try to do three TikToks every day. Like, okay. Yeah. So, um, if I have some, like, if I can tell like things aren't performing as well, then I might not post all three of them that day. I gotcha. might just throw out one. Um, but I also, if it's, you know, there's timing, there's timing that's involved with those posts. And do you use a, uh, auto post software like Sendable or anything, or do no, you post okay, them so, organically no, yourself? I think that organic is the way to go because, um, I've heard all, they've kind of throttled down. End, so like the back end, like, you know, if you share something, it's not that image. It's all those, you know, like we talked about coding, it's yeah. all that images that goes behind it. Right. So then if you're, if you're batching, 
matching it, then it's not original creation. So right. TikTok and Instagram want it to be original creation. So the batching, they kind of so, throttle down. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, bat, I don't, or not uh, batching, yeah. but the yeah. auto posting or whatever. Yeah, I don't think that there is one great auto posting site out there. I think that you, you know, you need to post everything and it's a process. It's easy. So you put it, you know, you make it one place put and then hashtag. you put it everywhere that you need to put it. And yeah. you can copy your, um, your content. You can like on TikTok, you can't put very much on on Instagram, you can put a paragraph, three paragraphs, all that stuff. So you want to change it up a little bit. Um, but it's just, you're not recreating the will. You're just using that. I try to put everything that I make. I try to put it everywhere that I think that it will do good. On Instagram, when, because I've noticed, I, I, I really, I mostly use Facebook because mm -hmm. I was, I'm a dude and I never really got into social media very much at all. Like yeah. as far as, you you know, yeah. using it, yeah. I wasn't posting. I just started posting a couple of years ago, really. And, um, so I never really got into Instagram, TikTok. I found interesting cause you just fall in holes and you know, yeah. you can't crawl out of them. But, um, uh, but looking at Instagram, I noticed that, you know, they have pictures and videos, whatever, but then like you said, you could post like four paragraphs. Do you, is that, is that a beneficial I, thing? So I think, uh, I think. TikTok or Instagram is trying to figure it out right now. Yes. So I think they, they don't, don't know what they want. They're to not be. Facebook and they're not TikTok. Um, TikTok is really going for like algorithm SEOs, words and things like that. So yeah. that's why they added captions. So every video that you do on there, add the captions to it because all those words yeah. are going to show, up, show in, up in there in search terms. And do you stuff have to like use that. their captions or if you use like a I cap cut? I, no, in... you need to use theirs. Oh, okay. Yes. So, uh, okay. okay. That's another thing. Like if you're, I could go on for days, but if you post something and it already has words on it on TikTok, none of that's going to keyword search. Really? None okay. It. it has to be made in the app. So Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And in their app, do they have the different types of, mm -hmm. okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can have different, and you know, depending the thing about um, TikTok is they want you to have a big following. So they give you more depending on more, how many followers. So we're under 10,000. Uh -huh. So the next thing we want is series so that you can don't have to go watch. Like if you want to watch my buyer stuff, it's up there. If you want to do like, this is just for fun. It's there. So that's the next thing. So some things are not available to all people. Right. Which, do you have any worry with TikTok about all the issues that everybody's freaked out about with it? No, because if they take it away, I'll figure out. Yeah, you'll find else. another route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like right now, my Instagram reels are doing amazing. Like we're getting like, I will post a TikTok that gets 200 views. It, you do get stuck in like 203. Yes. Like that's a real yep. thing. Found that. We, I get it all the time. Yep. Like all, and I'm just like, you just, it's just the word. You yeah, got to get it to is. work it out. Yeah. So, um, where was I going with that? On the Instagram? Oh, music? on Instagram. So the last couple, so the ones that I've had music with them aren't doing as good. The ones of me talking, the last three TikTok that I've posted with me talking all have 15,000 views. Oh, the reels. I or, mean, reels. I mean, Instagram Sorry. reels. Instagram reels. Yes. They with all have 15,000 and they got like, you know, 200, 300, 500. Yeah. So again, you don't want to make that content and just put it one place. You want to, and then like the, but the problem with all that stuff is it always morphs, right? Because yeah. you, it's it's never the reason you have to post consistently and do it constantly is because it changes so much. Oh, that that's sometimes why I hired the, the coach because yeah. I was so frustrated because I'm like my systems and process girl. So like when I'm like, okay, I learned this, I'm like, well, that doesn't work anymore. Oh, they said not to do this. Now used to be like tons of hashtag. Now they're like, no, we like three or four hashtags, and really? you want to make sure that you do hyper local. So like I use Burleson on all mine. Yeah, if I used Fort Worth, my reach would go further, so much further. But I want to work in Burleson. Want yeah. I want to work in Burleson. Yeah. I want to be the mayor of Burleson, not yeah. really because I live outside of the city limits. <laughs> I won't let my husband live in town because he wants to be on city council. Oh, so, uh, no, we live outside the city limits. So, but it, I yeah. want to be. So, if you do, you know, hashtag Burleson, Texas, my videos are all over. If you do hashtag Burleson Realtor, I own that page. Yes. And it's fine because I'm not trying to reach everyone. I just want to reach the people that are important to me. Right. So, and it's hard because your ego gets in the way and you're like, oh, I just, you know, sometimes you'll spend more time on a video and it won't get any views. And then I'll make something that takes me like less than a minute and it gets like, 
like 5,000 views and you're just like, there's no rhyme. But if I stopped or if I didn't do it, it's just all of the things. So right. like I'll do my three videos and I'll have them for like, I'll do a trending video, then I'll do an education. And then I'm really starting to push like leads. Like, hey, I want you to click the link in my bio, but then you can't type the link in bio. And right. you type link in bio or you can't say call me because they don't want you to take you off the app. Right. So you want to so like, you have to do like the little link, um, emoji and then you right, do the, like the, the bio like my bio i do a b and then an eyeball and then an o so like you have but if i didn't have a coach i would just be like how would what? you know how would i know yeah and he's out there and, and honestly i'm like he's out there spending time searching it he's teaching me so i'm not yeah. i'm spending you know an hour on the phone on a call with him well it's again it's so funny because it's just a different way you think about it again and i'm guilty because i just don't think about it that way but it's like i would hire a plumber to come to my house and fix my sink or or fix my toilet because i don't really know how to do it i kind of know how to do yeah. it but not really i'm gonna yeah. screw up a bunch of stuff it's have gonna to go leak to, in a while yeah, yeah it's gonna have a problem <laughs> you know so i'm like yeah i'm gonna pay that guy to come do that because yeah. it'll take 30 minutes and yep. it's done but I'm not willing to pay someone. Uh, this is my business and I'm trying to bring leads in and I'm trying to make money, but I'm not willing to pay mm -hmm. this guy to come teach me how to do this thing yeah. because it's always changing. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, it, it makes complete and utter sense, but people again are defensive. They're yeah. not offensive. They're always on the defense. And what makes me sad right now is there's so many agents wanting to do social media now. And now it's like, they're not going to spend the money on the coach. Right. And that's kind of upsets me because I'm just like, just spend it because it's going to, like, I can show you mathematically how what I spent for coaching has earned me this much yeah. because, you know, I wouldn't have had that before. And so I really, if you're listening and you're an agent, like, just take it out, swipe your credit card, do it. Because if you don't learn now, you're going to keep being behind because I think it's going to be a tough year. Yeah. I think it's going to be a tough year for everyone. There's still business to be had. I think next year is going to be pretty amazing. I yeah. think that, um, either, 2024. Yeah, yeah, I think that either people are going to get used to rates or yeah. that, you know, we're going to get smart and, you know, figure out ways around it and things like that. And I think that if you don't spend this year, when you do have time building your business and working on your business, it's not going to matter next year. Yeah. You're going to be sitting there doing your average of four deals a year, one a quarter and wondering why you're not doing any business. And it's because you've got to, it's, it's, a, it's an art. You got to study it. I mean, so I got two more questions for you because okay. we're an hour and 15 into oh, okay. this. And I, well, I'm, I want to be, I mean, I like I could do this for four and a half hours, <laughs> but I know you got places to be because uh, you've got a system in place and you got a next, the next thing coming. Um, number one, have you ever thought about being a coach? Yes. And are you going to do that? On my radar. Um, Yes. So sometimes I get a little bit of imposter syndrome. Like when you sit here and tell me, I know what I get. Like if my husband was here, he would literally be like, he, he's the best thing for me because he really, I can tell him, Hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking. And he will just look at me with the blank stare and be like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, you're like, you're, you're awesome at what you do. So yeah. I am um, really, really contemplating coaching because I do thrive on helping people. Um, and I do think that I have something to offer, but then I do, you know, I have a little, you know, double on my shoulder that says, Oh, you need to do a little bit more business or, you know, like, you know, Oh, well, she didn't do a hundred transactions. She only did 53 last year while also managing, you know, or, you know, my goal last year was a million GCI. Like I wanted to hit a million GCI. I barely missed it. Yeah. So that was, you know, that, and, but to me, I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when most people didn't do a whole lot that last quarter of the no. year, I had five closings in December, but I'd missed that goal. And, but I also had a transaction number goal and we raised our average sales price by a hundred thousand. Yeah. So if you take the 53 deals times a hundred, it's almost 6 million in production, pretty much doing almost the same amount of business, a little bit more than the year before. Yeah. So, but marketing. Well, I, I definitely think just in the, 
you know, I, I felt like I, what I've just felt like, I felt like I was sitting in front of a fire hydrant and I cranked it open yeah. and it just, yeah. you know, like, I was like, gosh, there's yeah. so much. I'm going to have I've to go been, back and watch this like yeah. four times. I've been to drinking get all the from that fire hose for a long time. <laughs> so I definitely think that you have, and, and I have personally looked into c- different types of coaches and different people and, you know, kind of, kind of like you, I go online and I'm like, oh, what's this guy talking about? Mm-hmm. What's this? Just kind of get a gauge yeah. on who they are. Um, and I, you have more, cause here's, here's my biggest problem with coaching is everybody's talks stuff up here. They're all like, you know, you got to have the mindset and you got to do that. But then you get into, no, 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 this is, you do this here because you created your systems. You created all the little detailed steps all the way through. So you know them like the back of your hand versus just the high arcing overview of, you know, what most people say. A lot of them will put like this picture and here's this beautiful picture that I painted and you're like, oh, that's great. I want to paint that picture. Well, how did you sign? I'm like, no, get your canvas out. Right. Let's blank. Let's get this you. color. Get this, this type yeah, of thing. This is yes. what I did here. Don't here. Don't even need an eraser because I did that. Don't do that. Yes. And it, so I do, I, that's what draws me to it. It's because I do generally do have feel drawn to helping people. Yes. And I do know that I have, you know, something to offer, but again, you know, well, I would pay I, for your coaching. I'm telling <laughs> you right now because and simply my, my husband's loving this right now. Well, I'm, I, I'm just saying, because you, again, you're, you're very detailed. Mm-hmm. You're not, um, a lot of people have a lot of smoke and no fire or whatever, yeah. you know, however you want to yeah. say it. Like there's a lot of things that, oh, well, I think this and I believe mm-hmm. that and you should do this and you should do that. And you go, okay, well, how, how do you do that? Like, yeah. what about this? What about, yeah. but you know, you just got to get into it and work yeah. with, and you just, you didn't say anything. Yeah. You just, you just put a bunch of words together that sounded good and it meant nothing, but I need actual like hard steps, steps yeah. on how you get to it. You and, need a and you do that. Yeah. That's what you have because you created all those things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I absolutely think that you should get into that sooner it's, rather than later, because like you said, if 2024 is going to be what it is, mm-hmm. then this is your I year know, to get it after is. it. So, yeah. um, second thing is, is, um, this might be a little longer, but what do you think market as a whole? I, my, my, we talked a lot about marketing and advertising stuff, but you've been in the market for a long time. You see this kind of stuff. My, my biggest fear right now, and you can tell me if I'm, this is wrong, is that the opportunity to own a home as somebody your son's age and my kid's age is shrinking rapidly yeah. because of the cost, because of what people can make as jobs and income these days and what they can afford, yeah. what we're building. Yeah. So, and corporate interest coming yep. in and buying that's up what, properties. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's my biggest, because yep. if you last year- we didn't year, talk about that last year. No. We didn't talk about it. It was like, happening all over the place. It was happening everywhere. Yes. And I mean, they were especially your entry level homes. Yes. Those were the lowest, you know, barrier to entry. Yeah, they could write cash for it and they were cash and go. And like, we are literally robbing, you know, the Gen Z's. Is that the right one? I, yeah, I think Gen, they're Gen, Gen Z's. Gen no, we're Gen X. We're Gen Z. Or I'm, I'm Gen X. I'm a, I'm a millennial. You're a millennial. Only by a year. By a little bit. But, um, but I think we are that, you know, it just happened. And I don't think, you know, everybody was just like, oh, yeah, this corporation is going to buy this listing. And so, like, I mean, I was when I had multiple offers and, you know, and it was a corporation, you know, I had some sellers that they were like, I don't care who buys their house. And then I have some that did care. Well, and, I, and I wanted to have that conversation with people, not to sway them one way or the other, but just to understand that, you know, here's the offers, you know, here's, you know, page one, this is, you know, so-and-so corporation. I look them up, you know, they own this much real estate because I did my work. And because I also want to know, is this their first house? If there's a first house and they're trying to get into the investment, then I don't want to, well, you know, could be a mom and pop LLC. And it could have been sure. that. So, but you know, they, they gobbled up a lot of um, property and I honestly think in, if foreclosures start to happen, it'll again, happen on those. I don't think that we'll ever see the foreclosures come on the market. Yes. I think that the banks are either going to rent them out yeah. 
or they're going to sell them for a profit and we're not going to see them. They're going to start swapping out equities with other people. So before, like when I got in the business, you know, you had HUD homes and you had, well, not just HUD, but you would, you would have foreclosures and then you would go and look at them and then you bid on them. I don't think that those are going to ever come back on the market. Well, that's a, that's a mechanism that they already use with stocks mm -hmm. because dark, dark pools, yep. which I don't think many people are familiar with where you have, a certain group of people that get once they Robin Hood is really mm -hmm. guilty of that where yep. you think you're buying the share but they're really transacting it to another yep. and then selling it for a penny or two yep. higher or lower or whatever the case may be and yep. then before it ever gets to the actual trade on what they're doing mm -hmm. and then they're just making gobs of money because of the amount off of your investment off of your investment and and I mean, it's not it's it's horrible <laughs> yeah like it's absolutely horrible but that's what you're saying like, yeah that's what's so, going to happen yeah and so when everybody's like oh wait the market to crash and we'll get all these foreclosures guess what i don't think they're going to hit the market no don't even think if that it happens mm -mm. well i saw so, something today about I mean, why would they i mean bank i mean they can just trade with each other yeah they can do it internally and don't have to mess with it it, it, it is a big you know there there was a it still is a little bit in my head of because with my job specifically with lending and you look at what's coming with web three and what's mm -hmm. happening with blockchain and yep. all of that stuff on basically eliminating the middleman yep. you know where the third party is kind of gone i don't i still think real estate or realtors i should say are always going to have a place because real estate is so local right. you know and yeah. it's so very much you know you look can't at, they tried to come with in zillow it. yeah you they know, zillow tried to come in and it's still a relationship-based business yes. they wanted to make it transaction zillow is amazing at marketing and anybody that says that they're not they're they're wrong because right. they spent so many years studying the consumers yes. and what their behavior was before they actually did the buying process and they got in front of them before that and um i think that that you know that's showing right now that Zillow yeah. lost all that money because they can't be us. Yeah. They can't price because your neighbor sold for this. They can't tell you, you know, they can't buy in bulk when yes. you know, they're not. And so honestly, it showed us that if you show up, you do a good job. It's a relationship based business and people want to deal with a person. Right. Because if you look at like open door and, you know, those kind of companies, like there's not a whole lot of people who are like, I sold the open door and it was amazing. No. You know, most of them was just like, oh, I sold it. You know, they got me up this and then, you know, then they got me down to this price and I already went and found another house and you know what was i going to do so then they lose equity and things yep. a realtor is not going to let that happen no well and i did a um i don't it's probably a month or two ago it was before the christmas um i did a search in mansfield just to see you know how many um people uh or how many houses were listed at a certain price range and i think i was doing like four hundred thousand or something like that and there was like 15 houses and that was it mm -hmm. of those 15 houses nine of them yeah. were owned oh, by yeah. either open door or redfin or mm -hmm. somebody like most of them were open door yeah, and open door when thing. you see the pictures and there's holes in the wall and nothing's yeah. painted you know they don't care yeah. it, they, they do not care some virtual staging right. to cover up the stained carpet which is what's going to come bleeding into your other business which is the property management side are you familiar with the software that they've come up that I don't remember what it's called. I have to go back and look at it. I just saw it in passing, but it it basically monopolizes how they charge rents where basically they go in and say, okay, we're going to go to this landlord, this landlord, this, we're going to sell all this software to them. And then everybody's on the same thing. And then we're going to raise rent. Pricing them that way. Yeah. They're pricing yeah. them that way across the board. Yeah. And I hadn't so, heard that, but yeah. Yeah. So that was a national thing I saw on uh, one of the things that I follow on YouTube, but I can't remember the name of it, but there's so many things like that that are starting to bleed into real estate because what my opinion has always been, this is the last, we're, we're trying to commoditize it. Yes. This is the last thing, we, water, you know, uh, mm -hmm. your, your phone, your car, we don't own anything anymore. Mm -hmm. Nothing's owned. You nope. don't own your music. Nope. You don't own your car for the most part. Nope. A lot of people still buy them, but, yep. um, and now we're moving that way into housing. Mm -hmm. And 
then everything is just going to be a monthly subscription. You're going to have to pay on a monthly basis. They're going to inject a little, Mm -hmm. a little drip into your vein and they're just going to pull that money out. You're going to need more. And yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that, that's something that is a concern to me, but I didn't know, you know, with you seeing everything the way you said, if you kind of felt the same way or how No, I mean, I've seen, you know, I've seen where in our area, like people would overprice it. So then I would have an investor and be like, oh, well, so-and-so house got, you know, this much a month. And so I'd be like, okay, they got that much. This is the one time they're going to be able to do that. And that tenant's going to move out at the end of the year because the prices are, they're going to find something more affordable. So I'd show them math and be like, okay, yeah, they're getting $200 more a month. Okay. Yes. That, that sounds great. So then that person moves out. Then you have leasing fees. Then you have, it's taken on average about 45 days to rent. So you have a month and a half of um, holding costs. And so I could show them how, if you will market it at market value, your tenants will stay longer because there's not a better option for them. And, you know, I would lose some because like if somebody comes to me and they're like, okay, my payment's 1700 and I have a 1200 square foot house and I want to make $200 a month. I'm like, well, it's not there. I'm like, okay, yeah, but if I did the math and if I charge $2,000 a month, I'm like, you can, good luck, because yeah. I will not take one overpriced because it's not, it doesn't work for my business. And yeah. I'm not going to, I don't want my sign sitting in somebody's yard for, you know, four months right. because the seller or the owner decided to overprice it. So, yeah. and that's the cool thing is like the way that I work with property management is they need me way more than I need them. Right. It's just one house that I'm getting 10% off of, but they're getting a master at what she does. And so I look at them and like, if I'm having a problem with somebody and I'm like, okay, you know, I don't think that this relationship is working because you don't want to fix things and you don't want to treat people like human beings. So I'm just gonna have to let you go. And they're like, wait, you're going to let me go. Like there's an option. Like, yeah, that contract can be rescinded by me. It's in my clause. I can rescind my contract at any time because they're humans, they're people. And you know, like a lot of my investors are like, oh, well, did they break this? And this happened? Did they break this? And I'm just like, okay, you can't nickel and dime these people because they're already struggling. Have you gone to the grocery store lately and seen how much, you know, eggs are or milk is and things like that? So they're going to stop reporting things. So yeah, you're going to get them on this one thing and then you're going to move out and your sink's been leaking for four months. You have mold. You have to replace the bottom base of the cabinets. You also have to mediate mold and make sure that you don't have that growing. So yeah, you can charge them for that and then they're not going to report anything else. Wow. All right. Well, um, that's an hour and a half of, of just <laughs> chock full. You, you gotta, you, you're, you're he set up it. for a long time, bro. You, you're this, this lady's got you, uh, <laughs> headed in the right direction. So, uh, you, you won the DNA yeah. lottery, bro. Um, congratulations. So Cassie, thank you so yeah. much. I definitely want to do this again okay. sometime because, um, I don't think I, I could do a hundred of these with you and I still don't think we would be able to get to everything. So, no. and I hope that somebody's listening to this and, you know, says, Hey, if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm just the 19-year-old that decided to get in real estate. And, you know, here we are 22 here you years are later. Killing it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. We'll do it again sometime. Cassie Spears, great having you. Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys.